Good evening and happy holidays, beloved audience. Today, happy holidays. Happy holidays. So, today is going to be a little different. It's just going to be me and Anthony today. Frankie is not available, but we wanted to go ahead and get an episode out for you because I, we will be taking a break. Just because probably a week break. Yeah, not too too long. Um, no, but. Today, we are looking at a 1992 classic, Muppet Christmas Carol. We are all about the Henson Projects the last we two love weeks. It. We love it, love it. And we are okay with that. <laughs> so, let's jump right into the cast talk. Um, so, we have starring Michael Caine. Well, um, actually, I want to interrupt you. Before we get into that, with this being a, a a a holiday special, I would just like us to share personal holiday memories and a personal favorite holiday special okay. or movie. Okay. Um, my favorite holiday movie i would say is probably national lampoon's christmas vacation um i didn't watch it a lot when i was younger but as i got older i started to watch it more and i appreciate a lot more for what it is and i think it's very funny what about you um well i have a bit here Christmas Vacation is probably my favorite Christmas movie, other than Mm -hmm. A Christmas Carol, the the three that I watch every year, which I'll get into later in this review. Mm -hmm. As far as TV shows, I'm going to go... I mean, you can't go wrong with the Rankin-Bass stuff. Yeah, Rankin-Bass is good. Or How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the cartoon version. Yeah. But one that springs to mind Mm -hmm. currently, and I was just texting you this earlier... Uh-huh. That fucking Rugrats one. I don't know if you've seen it. It's, I don't it was the first Christmas that. one they did because they did a couple. I also, I also really like the SpongeBob Christmas one. Oh, it's great, That's but uh, great. The, the Rugrats one. It's literally, it's mostly about Angelica and how she uh-huh. tricked Phil and Will. She's just like, I gotta get off the naughty list, otherwise I'll get cold because Angelica's kind of a bitch. <laughs> but the reason it sticks out because Chucky is just, as always, being the most buzz-killed, paranoid little shit bag ever, saying <laughs> that Santa's a is bad. And as that dumb, I was like, "Oh my god, kid, just smoke some weed or something." Uh, of course he can't because he's, he's a, a baby. Toddler. He's a baby. He's a baby. I'm like, oh, you know this this kid's gonna grow up to be a conspiracy nut job. <laughs> Oh in, in, terms, in ter- as far as like Christmas memories, I mean, how how can you go on with the old Christmas Eve parties at Aunt Teresa's? Yeah, and you know, I was actually I was gonna bring that up because somebody asked me. Um, well, no, not somebody. The guy that I'm currently seeing, he asked me, "What's your favorite Christmas memory?" And I told him I had said. Oh, I was at. We used to spend every Christmas in New York, and we would stay at our Aunt Teresa's house. Um, and um, we we would stay over at her house, and we would have Christmas there. So there was one morning that I can remember, where me, Frankie, and Anthony had were had all slept on the couch. I'm pretty sure she had a big couch, and um. No, Frankie would not have stayed on the couch with. He would have been staying up on. He would have been downstairs with Jake, probably. But anyway, so but I remember that I woke up and I went into I went through the kitchen and into the front room and I saw like all the presents and the tree and stuff. So I ran back into the living room. I shook Anthony away. I was like, "It's Christmas!" And it was just it was. A great time. Like, I always have fond memories of that Christmas. And Christmas is just, it's my favorite time of year. Yeah, say, a distinct memory of a Christmas Eve I remember is me and I believe all three members of the Bucktooth Gremlins and their their brother and our cousin Nikki all went to see Rocky Balboa when it was released. 
So that was a big memory for me. I went to go see Rocky. We did. We were all hyped for that film. Okay. Okay. But anyway, I say let's open this Christmas present and get on to the show. Let's get going. So like I said, it stars Michael Caine. He's Ebenezer Scrooge. And then you basically just have the rest of the uh, Henson crew, basically. Yeah, with some minor some minor exceptions that are kind of left in the background. Because this is the first film they did since Jim Henson's death and Richard Hunt's passing mm-hmm. to Big players. Well, I mean, it was Jim, so that's the biggest player of all. But they also lost Richard, who was who was part of the big. I'd say. Mm-hmm. The big, the big four or five. Okay. Because you had, you know, Jim Henson, Frank Oz, Jerry Nelson. Yep. Dave Goals. Yeah, and Richard Hunt, the, the big five. Yeah. So it's basically just one big Henson passion project. It kind of was. It was just kind of them proving they could still go on. Yeah. And continue with Jim's legacy, basically. Pretty much. I mean, this started out as it was going to be a TV special. But Mm -hmm. then I guess I really don't know what made them decide to do a movie, but they did. I'm not sure. And it's, it's not like... I don't want to, like, upscale is not the right word, but I'm going to use it anyway. It's not, like, as upscale as uh, Great Muppet Caper or um, the Muppet movie. No, it's, like, I don't know. Well, those are those are mostly shot... Mostly shot... In the world, I would say. I mean, and clearly they clearly had sets throughout that film. Oh, yeah. But, but this is the movie where it's completely shot... On a soundstage. Right, exactly. That's what, Yeah, that's what I meant. Like, it's very closed, like, closed set. Oh, I mean, you can clearly tell these are sets. And, I mean, the sets are pretty much half the size, just in order to seem like it's a world that would fit Muppets and humans. Yes, exactly. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, the sets look good. Oh, absolutely they do. But you, you just, you know it's a set. Absolutely, and there's... There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, no. we're not. We're. I think it's kind of impossible to do a Christmas care without it being on a set because we just don't have those old Victorian or type buildings anymore that I'm aware of, at least. I mean, there um, could be some think, small village in London somewhere. I was somewhere. gonna say, I think there's like some areas, but overall, probably not. Yeah. Alrighty, so I want to start right in with the opening. This is. They have the old like Disney opening, which I I love. What's yeah? This is before Disney actually bought Henson, right? Or the yeah. Muppets, at least. Is it, that whole deal is crazy. Yeah, but alrighty. So we open up to Old Town London, <laughs> and we merry old London, merry old London, <laughs> and. We have Charles Dickens, played by Gonzo, and he starts to narrate uh, the, our story here. This is, um, and this is the first time they paired Gonzo with Rizzo. Is it really? Of, yeah, this is the first time they those two were paired together, and this is a trend that will go on for quite a bit in the Muppets. Yeah, and like I know it continued with um, Muppet Classic Theater. Uh, if you haven't seen that, Go watch it. It's oh, we're, one we're of my talking favorite. We are talking about Muppet Classic Theater here soon. It's so great. It's so but great. But yet, for a short while, Rizzo and Gonzo were kind of the lead Muppets. For a little bit, yeah. Like, going into Muppets the mid-90s. And, yeah, throughout the mid-90s. And when did Muppets from Space come out? 1999. Yeah, all, the, all, throughout the entire 90s, it was Gonzo and Rizzo being the main Muppets. I didn't know that came out in 1999. I thought Muppets in Space came out in like the 2000s. Uh, at least two, at least 2000. That's what I thought. But who knows? But no, it says 1999. Anyway, mm. so we 
st- we start our story um, and we get our opening song and our introduction to Michael Caine as Scrooge. And it's I just, just want to point out what you know who I wish they had gotten as Scrooge. Who? Paul McCartney. Oh God! Oh come on! It'd be great. <laughs> how just go, how like, could he be Scrooge? Listen, he'd just be like. Excuse me, Jim, I had a few notes I wanted to give you. Uh, my name, I'm actually Brian, I'm Jim's son. Anyway, Jim, um, do I have to be mean here? I don't really, I don't really want to serve the reef at the bunny. But you're playing Ebenezer Scrooge, he's supposed to be mean, Paul. But you know, I don't really like all that mean stuff, you know I'm all about peace and love and understanding and all that. Can't it just be nice off the bat? No, that's the whole point. He learns his lesson throughout the night, and then he becomes nice. No, I don't like that. Can we change that? No, we can't change it! Look, okay, how about I sing you a song I wrote back in the days of the Beatles? Uh, Paul, Paul, we already have songwriters. Who's writing? Our writer team. I don't understand. Do I have the part or not? Um, it depends. If you're going to try and make all these changes, I don't know if we can work with that. Let's tell you what, I don't think this is going to work, so I think you might need to go with another fella. Just like Labyrinth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that's how we're probably gone! And that's that's why Paul McCartney didn't play Ebenezer Scrooge. Nope. <laughs> he, he he would have already learned his lesson. Oh my god, he would have just been nice the entire time. <laughs> He'd be like, you know, I don't really understand why I have to feed the, give them a turkey. I don't really like the eating consumption of flesh. I'm a vegetarian, it's, you know. But Paul, you don't have to eat it. It's not real. It's not. No. Why do the other Muppets have to eat it then? Because they're Muppets! I don't think this is going to work. <laughs> Someone get him out of here. Get him upset. <laughs> anyway. So... We're, going off, we're already going off the rails here. <laughs> so we get our opening song um, from the rest of the Muppets. And I love this song. It's great. Um, it's a great, I think it's a great introduction to Scrooge, and it definitely obviously fits the Muppet theme, so that's a big plus for me. Yeah. And you just get this sense, like, they all hate this man, like... Well, it's interesting because I read on, I read, Michael Caine, when he, he, he's been wanting, he wanted to work with the Muppets for a while, Uh because... A lot of his friends did the Muppet Show back in the day, and they all said, "Oh, it was so much fun! It was great." Uh huh. But he treated the role of Scrooge seriously. Like he said, "I'm gonna play this like the Royal Shakespeare Company. I'm not gonna be doing any Muppeting around." Keep that in mind for later. <laughs> but like, you get the sense from him. Like he he does a really good performance, but you get the sense like this is an angry man, like cold and he- no. Like he is one of my fa- around. He, he is good, but he's not my personal favorite Scrooge. My personal favorite Scrooge is George C. Scott. Okay. Okay. I haven't seen a lot of iterations of um a Christmas um, Carol. So. I've seen the Joyce George C. Scott one. I've seen the Disney one. I've seen yes, the other I've Disney seen, one. I say I've seen the one with Jim Carrey. I've seen this one. I've seen the one with Alistair Sims. And I've seen the one with Patrick Stewart. Oh, what? I didn't know Patrick Stewart was... Oh, yeah. He, he he also performed it live. Oh, I've also seen Scrooged with... um. Bill Murray? Yes, Bill Murray. That's one I watched the least. I mean, I've only seen it once. No, the one I've seen the least is the Looney Tunes one. That one's just not that good, and it pains me to say that. Oh, and I've seen the um the I've seen the two Disney ones. I've seen the one with um 
Scrooge McDuck and um, oh, yeah, and the, I typically watch character. three versions of the Christmas Carol each year. It's this, the George C. Scott one, and the the Disney one with Mickey and Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. So I'm a huge. I even had the book of a Christmas Carol, so I love this story. It's a it's a great story. Um, oh yeah, and they only eighty six pages. My copy. How many? Eighty six. Oh wow, that's. I'm gonna. Four. I'm just gonna bust it out on Christmas Day. Yeah. Um, all right. Alrighty. So he get throughout this entire number, he's walking through the city into his um his business, and actually, fun fact, he had to take like baby steps on this set just to make sure he was. It looked like he was taking real steps to keep with the well, Muppets. Well, yeah, because it, wasn't he just like walking on like plot? plywood throughout the yeah. scene because they had to yeah. have the Muppets. I say they had to have the Muppets in the shop, but they also had to make it look like he was walking naturally. Yeah. Um, but so he gets to his business. Um, and sorry, I'm pulling up my notes. There we are. So he's at the office and um, <laughs> and Bob Cratchit, who's played by Kermit, and the bookkeepers, they're like, um, can we have more coal for the fire? Like, our ink is freezing. Like, we can't write. And Michael Caine does the most unintentional thing ever. He yells. <laughs> and when Michael Caine yells, it is just hilarious. <laughs> I Oh, that, like, barely picked it up. It was, like, too loud. Oh, no. Sorry. <laughs> How would you like to be unemployed? And, oh, my gosh. I like to do Michael Caine angry just at work just to make myself laugh. But I also <laughs> like to ma- imagine what Michael Caine was like as a little boy. A oh, this is a... This a is... I can't say anymore because I'm only two bloody minutes old. Me and Anthony, we do this all the time to each other. No, no, don't put me in timeout. I'm a good blooding boy. Why do we have to color inside the lines? The lines. <laughs> I don't, don't know want why. <laughs> I am not going to take a nap. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> it's, doing... it's, it's so oh, funny to us. Do a Michael Caine impression. You, it will make you laugh. <laughs> I say you, you will laugh. Because just how ridiculous it is. Um, Especially when he's in the Batman series and he's telling Bruce Wayne he needs to dress up as Batman. (laughs) Fuck Rachel. Rachel's Kentucky Fried Chicken, Master Bruce. What you need to do is dress up as a bat. I love Michael Caine. (laughs) That man needs to be preserved. Anyway. So, we're in in the office and... um, Scrooge's nephew Fred comes to visit and he's all happy and merry and everything like that and Scrooge is just like, get the fuck out of my face. This Dash really does nothing with the Fred character. No, like he's he's just there. He, yeah, he, he's kind of there. There's absolutely nothing with him and he's and he's like a big part. Um, yeah, I mean... It de- I mean, okay. He is, but he isn't. It's right, right. I think it kind of depends on which version you're watching. Yeah, because some utilize him more than others. Um, they don't really do much with him here, and that's that's okay. I mean, it's not really it, it's it not works. about Fred. Yeah, yeah like it, it works. works. He's more utilized than the than the Scrooge McDuck version. <laughs> yeah. Um, How dare so- you, Mister Donald Duck? <laughs> So then two um, charity workers come in there, Beaker and, um, what is Dr. his name? Dr. Honeydew. Me- Dr. Honeydew. Honeydew. I was about to say Melon. <laughs> Bunsen Melon. Yeah. Uh, Beaker and Dr. Honeydew, they come in. They're the charity workers and asking for donations. Um, and, of course, Scrooge being just a greedy penny pincher. He's like, absolutely not. Get out of my office. <laughs> Get Go, shoo. Go on. Go on, go on. And then we get introduced to this little baby bunny Muppet. No, we got introduced. Bean first showed up in the, the I think, the sh- the ride at Disney. 
Or probably oh, before that. Well, uh, no, I'm not saying this is his first, like, appearance. I'm just saying, like, this oh. is where he comes in. This is the cutest little bunny Muppet. Fuck and... that bunny. No! Like... Fuck that <laughs> bunny! All the Muppeteers agree, and they go out of their way to torture this little fucker. They do. Like, in, beh- in their behind-the-scenes, they're like, this Muppet is too cute. We have to, like, torture him. We must so destroy that- him. So that's what they do throughout the movie, and he gets he gets a wreath thrown at him, and he's shivering in the cold, and oh, you just you feel so bad for this poor little bunny. Oh no! And he gets a wreath tossed at him. Yeah, just for just for like singing Nails right in the face, just for singing outside of the door. It's great. Um, it's so sad. Um, Fuck that rabbit. No, but uh, what I want to say about Michael Caine's Scrooge is that I feel like he's very violent. As far as the ones, I, he's definitely the one that'll fucking fuck someone's shit up. He That's literally, what I'm as saying. far as scene, he tosses a Muppet, Muppet yeeting. He eats oh, a yes, Muppet yes. right he out literally, of the building. He throws the Muppet out of his office. Yes. And it's just, he's so violent compared to this others. This will fuck shit up. He will. He will get it done. And it's just like, I don't know what to think about it. Oh, it's, it's hilarious. He'll beat the shit out of these Muppets. Yeah. Um, so... By the time, like, when the next scene comes, it's about nighttime, and they're closing up shop. Um, And Scrooge is still working, but Kermit comes over. Yeah, of course. And Kermit comes over, and he's like, well, so tomorrow's Christmas. Can we have the day off? Well, he pretty much, he does, this is how it goes in the books. He pretty much convinces like, yo, you're gonna save a lot more money if if you you just close. Yeah, I mean, that just that hit Scrooge like, hmm, you're right. Saving, saving money? Of course. Of course! So, that's what really convinces him to let them not come to work the next day. Um, yeah. So, Scrooge leaves, and then one of the best songs of the movie starts. Oh, I listen to this song it is every such, Christmas Eve. I say, it is such a great Christmas song. Well, like it do you know who me... did the music for this? Uh, who? Paul Williams. Yes, I was going to say that. I wasn't. He did the music sure. for the original Muppet movie, and he's Swan from Phantom of the Paradise. Oh my God! Oh, we're we're going to talk about that movie. I guarantee <laughs> it. <laughs> You've never seen it. You have no rights. I know it's bad. Viewing just... audience. Listening audience, I should say, mm-hmm. do yourselves a favor. Go li- watch Phantom of the Paradise. It Don't is do it. Don't a treasure. Do it. do it. Don't do it. Do it. <laughs> it is but... great. Brian De Palma. <laughs> Classic. No. But... Yes, it is. <laughs> but this song, it's just, it's such a great song. And it gives it, it you just, just that you... warm, fuzzy feeling. Like... That's exactly it. It, it. it feels like Christmas. It really does, and it's just oh, I like I couldn't like hype up this song even more if I tried. But I think it also uh, Jim could rock this song, and Steve Whitmire is you know does a great job. But the new guy he did a a live recording at D twenty three. Huh. I hate the new Kermit voice. I really do. It doesn't oh. sound like Kermit. Oh no. no! No offense to the guy, you're you're talented in other stuff you've done with the most, but you are a terrible Kermit. I have no shame in saying that. <laughs> I really, I don't think I've really heard him that much. Awful. Um, this sequence also has, well, this whole movie in general, but this sequence particularly is great puppeteering by the Henson team. Um. Like if it see it, most of it flows very naturally, which I appreciate. Yeah. Um. So we're at the point where um, Scrooge is at his home, 
Um, and we get um, Dattler and Waldorf. Waldorf? Oh my god. Dattler and Waldorf are um, Jacob and Robert Marley. Yes. They, I mean, there was no other Muppets that could be Jacob and Marley, but unfortunately, there's only one, so they had to make up a brother. Yes, yes. But so it he, works. It it works. It definitely works. But it definitely works. The yeah, the knocker turns into Jacob Marley. Of course, like that's always that's always happening in a Christmas Carol. Yeah. Um, so Scrooge searches his rooms and stuff because he's spooked out. But then he st- and this is another part of where he's just very violent. He gra- like he grabs his dressing gown and starts beating the shit out of it with his cane. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my will- god, this this Scrooge will fuck shit up. He really will. Like it's he's just like Jesus. He and he, it's not he even ain't afraid lightly. to throw hands. He's Michael not. He ain't not afraid to throw hands. He's not. But it's just like the amount of force behind. It's like Jesus. I think you got now, it. Another sock in my dressing gown. I'll fuck your shit up. <laughs> That's for making me color inside the line. I'll bring the hose on ya. <laughs> um. And so he's he's winding down for the night. Finally, like he's relaxed a little bit. And he's just eating bread and cheese by his. That's his dinner. <laughs> well, and that's what I'm. That's what I was gonna say. It's like, why are you just eating bread and cheese for dinner? Like, well, again, Scrooge is a penny. Is a penny. Like he'll save a penny. A penny pincher. Yeah. Yeah. He's very. That's cheap. just what he does. Yeah, but you would. I feel like he would spend money on like decent food. Nope, not Scrooge. Nope, not at all. So then this is when we start to get more like ghostly things happening. Like this bell starts ringing, his fire goes out, and then we get Statler and Waldorf as Marley and Marley. Another great song. Another wonderful song. And what's what's so good about it is that they pretty much do the whole Marley spiel through the song. Yes. and for like little kids, this is actually kind of creepy stuff. I say it's a little creepy. Just like the the imagery of like that, their ghosts, they are chained down, talking about their sins and how they were in life has resulted into how they are in death. Although let's be honest, Statler and Warloff have done worse things on the Muppet Show. Uh, completely. <laughs> but. This is also a scene that I really like because it, it brings back a very good memory. Um, and it was with you, Anthony. We It had snowed and we were outside and playing in the snow. And then we had come back inside and dried off and everything. And we put on this movie. And then me and you just started singing, We're Marley and Marley. Whoa! And it was uh, it was just great. So I it, week, like, was that when we were like out of school for like two weeks. Um, I don't probably, <laughs> probably. Um, but that that always is a fond memory for me. Yay! Um, <laughs> and I also like in this in this song where um when they start to say you will be haunted by three spirits, the music just stops. It stops dead. And oh like, yeah, and I, I I I get chills every time. Like I, it's so cool to me. I don't know oh, why. I get chills when it's the last line of the song. They just scream, "Change!" Cuts to black. Yeah, and it or just like, cuts to Gonzo and Rizzo. I think no. It, well, it, I think it cuts again to Michael Caine first, and then to Gonzo and Rizzo. Okay, but yeah, but it's just like chills. Like yeah. It's just really, really cool. Um, so we get, we finally get the start of the ghost, the ghost of Christmas past. Right. And and throughout this, I don't, there's not a lot to talk about when it comes to Gonzo and Rizzo at this point, because they're just really. They're just, they're just there for slapstick. Yes, exactly. Like they're literally, just there. All they really do is get the shit rocked out of them, especially Rizzo. Yeah. Exactly. Like, this movie goes out of its way to fucking beat the shit out of that rat. <laughs> so, 
Ghost of Christmas Past comes. And in a really cool fact, like I'm trying to think of the words, like he, it, it looks very ethereal, like and yeah, it does. Like I'm, it's a girl. I'm gonna say she. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. Like she just is very strange looking to me. Oh, it's a it's a weird looking puppet. Yeah, see, I don't know if she was a puppet or if she was computer yeah. generated. No, well, how they did the effect is they put the puppet in a tank of water or the to make oh. it look like all astral and whatnot. Oh, okay, I didn't yeah. know that. But she, I don't know, I she had like she has cool effects on her, yes, but she's just I think in general she's just very strange looking. Yeah, it's it's one of those advanced creature effects that the Henson Company does doesn't really fit with the whole Muppet vibe, right? Right, exactly. Um, but she takes Scrooge back to his childhood. Um, and so a little bit of an issue that I have is that I, in past iterations that I've seen, Scrooge doesn't outright hate Christmas until he gets older. Yeah, no. He's very and- indifferent towards it. Yeah, I mean, they get it right that he was alone as a child throughout school. But he didn't hate Christmas at that time. No, I mean, he, I mean, he just a, had a sad childhood. Then his sister—it's his sister that comes and gets him and brings him back home to to come home and stay home that Christmas. Right. And so, you know, you see Scrooge's father and whatnot. It's not he doesn't have a talk with the headmaster. Played no. by Sam Eagle, who looks like our brother, Frankie. <laughs> oh, look, Frankie's in this film. Oh, oh my goodness, what are you doing here? <laughs> That's yeah. why he's not in this episode. Yeah, he's too busy teaching young Ebenezer Scrooge. He, he couldn't give this film an objective review, given he's in it. <laughs> but um, that that's just one of the little problems I have with it, just that... When he was younger, he was really just more indifferent towards Christmas. He didn't outright hate it until he was older. Yeah. Um, okay. So once he ages up a little bit, is that the same kid from Muppet Treasure Island? No, that is not. That is not the same kid. Are you sure? I I promise you, it's not him. They look so similar. They look nothing alike. Yes, they do. No, they don't. That. The kid who played Jim Hawkins knew how to interact with the Muppets. This kid looks terrified that he's next to the Muppets. <laughs> uh, I'm like, I need to look that up now because I swear they look the same. So here's a funny thing. This is like the last film for a while that the the Muppets kind of know they're in a film because when Sam says it is the American, American way, Gonzo literally has to whisper his proper lines into him, like. Like they it used to do British break the way. Wall. Like they would break used to break the fourth wall. Yeah, they used to break the fourth wall here and there. Like and they it, knew they were making a movie. Yeah. Um so oh, sorry, I got a little sidetracked. Um We're on the we're on when they see Fezziwig, or should yeah. I say Fozzywig. Ah! <laughs> waka waka. Um, Uh, one thing I love about this scene in the background you see Fozzie's mom in in a cameo from the Superior Muppet Holiday Special Muppet Family Christmas oh my god that special is great go watch it you can find it on YouTube (laughs) um but so we're at Fozzie Wig's party and I gotta say, they did some really good casting for a young Michael Caine. Oh no, absolutely! Like it's spot on. Like this, this kid looks great. Oh yeah, he does. He he looks like a young Michael Caine. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, he's this... like that of a paper bag, but. <laughs> um, but this. I is love where... you, Belle. I love you, Belle. No, more robotic. You're... We've got to make the felt. Socks look more animated than you. <laughs> yeah, but this is where he meets Belle, a woman he that Scrooge was engaged to for a very long time. 
And finally, she had enough and said, we're not getting married anymore. We're done. You are, you. We're, you're prioritizing your money over me. He's like, this is for you. She's like, fuck you. I'm going to get my kicks while I'm still young enough to get them. Exactly. And she said, this girl song. Boss. Girl boss. Hashtag girl boss. Um, <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> but she sings a song um when love is gone okay I... i'm i'm gonna go on the record this song sucks yeah i don't like this Why song does this song get made such a big deal but the sam eagle song chairman of the board a much better song has a lot more energy gets nothing no deleted sequence the fans don't make a harumph about it bullshit yeah, I I don't like this song really. I kind of like the Love end. Love is gone. The end kinda, part's good. I say I like the end when um when Scrooge comes in and starts singing with her. Yeah, well, Michael Caine's acting his head off, sobbing. It makes me feel so sad though for him. Like when yeah, he's the way just... she she has like no offense to the actor. She has like I don't even know if she's actually the one singing it. She could have been dubbed for all I know. But the way they shoot it, she is smiling. Yeah, reveling like she's smiling. In it. Like she it's... doesn't even look sad. She's and like, like I I'm guess... just gonna slowly turn this knife. Yeah, and I guess you could make the argument like she's thinking about happier times or whatever. But like, look a little bit upset. You're dumping the man you've been in love with for years. Right. Like, don't look so evil about it right exactly like she smiles throughout the entire thing but yeah but I, again kane's performance when, when he joins in the song is great it's great and like uh it, it makes me sad because he he is acting so well and it he, he looks the tears so are literally sad. going in his mouth <laughs> yeah so at that point he is he's like he goes to the spirit. He's like, take me back. I don't like, I'm done. done. I'm done. I'm fucking done. I'm done. Um, and then we get to the ghost of Christmas present. All right. I just want to go on. This is my favorite uh, interpretation of the ghost of Christmas present. Cause yes! a lot of them will just be. A lot there. of them are just assholes. <laughs> yeah. Especially in the George C. Scott one. I mean, and that's fine. I do like that interpretation too. But I, it just it is more effective to me where him and Scrooge generally get along. Yes, and that and he was a big part of Scrooge changing. And oh yeah, it's it's a lot more effective of Scrooge changing where he just learns like, hey, this is not so bad. Like, let's go get a drink and shoot the he's gap like, or something. Oh, I can, I, I could totally I see them. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I kind of understand, like, what this is about now. Yeah, they just act like drinking buddies. And it's just, like, it, it, his entire, like, sequence of scenes, you just, you're warm and you feel oh, nice. absolutely. Like, he just, like, Ghost of Christmas Present just brings this good feeling forward. Oh, Jerry Nelson nails it, and he's doing his greatest Jim Broadbrun impression. Come in and know me better, man. <laughs> I have to say, I love, I love that they made him very, like, forgetful. I and, know! And absent-minded. It, oh, it, it's well, great. He even says, like, his mind is solely on the present. Yes. and Nothing it, else matters. Like, he just, he lives, he literally lives in the now. And it's it's great. It's such a good interpretation of like what that character should be. Oh yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> so he sings you, his song. Uh, <laughs> and oh god, yeah. Remember when I said Michael Caine said he was gonna play this like the Royal Shakespeare Company, not muppeting around. Well, in the middle of this song, the the. The ghost of Christmas present starts dancing, goes to Kane. Kane joins in and has this expression like, look at me, I'm singing, I'm dancing with the Muppets. This is fun. La la la. la, la, la. Are we back in Labyrinth? Nothing tra la la? 
Tralala, it's tralalas and lalalas. Exactly, I guess the Henson Company likes that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I almost um, dropped my keys. No, I did. It was a dance. <laughs> There's just the amount of joy on Kane's face is great. Like he just entered his second childhood. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's so funny, but it's so joyful and lighthearted. Like you it can't is. help but just have a smile on your face. Oh, the song, the song singing is great, but it, is it just me? Am I just this asshole? I find it weird when the human background characters are going along with the song and dance numbers. Uh, In this. It, it just strikes mean, me. It's do you weird. Mean when he's on, like, the platform and they're all dancing around him? Yeah, and they're like, wait, it's like, can they actually see him? Like, I thought right, they, like, they I weren't thought supposed they were to be invisible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It always just me weird. Like I, I buy more in Muppet Treasure Island because they're all on the boat, so they're all in kind of oh together. My God, cabin Fever. Oh, I love Cabin Fever. So great. <laughs> um, so great. Yeah, I mean it's it's a little weird. It kind of like it, it, might, it might be just me. I'm not like too bothered with it. Um. But I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It, it just... And then, so, Scrooge is like, take me to see family. Like, I'm feeling good. Take me to see my family. So, they go to Fred's house. These bitches are fucking mean. Like, I don't even uh, care. Yeah, yeah, in the George C. Scott one, they make it clear, yeah, they make fun of him, but... Fred does generally unconditionally care about his uncle because right like he, you, his mother his mother loves her brother. Yes. But here you the don't scene really be- The scene works a lot better in the George C. Scott one. Yes. And like you don't see that here. Like Fred isn't like, no. well, Fred isn't like, well, I love my uncle, but yeah, he's this way. Like no, Fred's just like, well, he's unwanted. He's a creature. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude. Yeah, just watch the entire Ghost of Christmas Presidency, which is for the George C. Scott one, especially with when he goes to visit Fred. It's it, it's done a lot better. Yeah, because yeah, I don't know. I just that it bo- that bothers me. No, I, yeah, I, I see what you mean. It, it does bother me too, just because again, coming off George C. Scott one, that, that scene just goes really well. And, yeah. it would, and it honestly does help change Scrooge also just knowing that, huh, yeah, he is kind of like my sister. Yeah, like, you don't get any of that here. Yes, yeah, that's, that's one of the downsides of cutting out Scrooge's sister, because she did play a huge factor in him, and remembering hit her does help him a lot. Yeah, it does help change him a lot. Um, But anyway, so... We go now to Bob Cratchit's house, Kermit. Um, and, of course, Miss Piggy plays his wife, Emily. Well, who uh, else was going to do it? <laughs> who else was going to be? Um, and Tiny Tim is Robin. Um, Can we just talk about the scene where it shows Kermit and Robin walking down the street? Fa-la-la. Fa-la-la. No, I just marvel that they definitely have come a long way since the fiery scene from Labyrinth. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, Labyrinth had to walk for this movie to run. Exactly. Yes. And it looks great. It looks great. Yeah, it's great. Like, they they got down the whole erasing the performers from the Muppets in the background to get them to actually walk. Yes. Um, but Miss Piggy is making, like, their Christmas dinner, like, their goose and stuff. That's uh-huh. the smallest goose I've ever seen. Well, they're poor. Things the size of a rat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Literally, because Rizzo stands on it, and it's about Rizzo's height. Yeah. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. <laughs> I just love when um, Peter, their other son, their other frog son, he's he's spinning the goose. He's like, it smells great, mother. And Miss Piggy's just in the mirror. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> it's, 
<laughs> and she so like, poses. Funny. And she poses in the mirror. It's so funny. Uh, oh my god. Oh god. Uh, but. And then they have two little pig daughters, Belinda and Bettina. Sorry, this would not be what Kermit and Piggy's spawns would look like. Hell no! Honest. Hell no! Those things would be deformities saying, Kill me! I'm in constant pain! I would say, like, cut to clip from, like, Family Guy or whatever it was. I don't think Kirby Jr. is looking so good. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. No. But <laughs> This, I think, is this... This is like the only time we see them with like married children. and with children. Yeah. I don't know. I want I want more of that. They like <laughs> broke them up in the TV show. Uh, that TV show is such a failure. It's like how could you do that? They're a great couple. <laughs> I love them together. Anyway, um and you get the standard, like, Tiny Tim, God blesses everyone. Ugh. <laughs> I will say, <laughs> Tiny Tim is very cute in this movie. And he, well, it's he, Robin. Yeah, it's Robin. But I think, I think my all-time favorite Tiny Tim is from Mickey's Christmas Carol. Yeah, I would say so. The one in the, in the 80s one with George C. Scott, that kid looks sick. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, he he looks the way he's supposed to be. He's a thick little boy. Um, but, I don't know. I, like like I said, my, I think my favorite is, um, is the Mickey's Christmas Carol Tiny Tim. He's just so what? little and so cute. Yeah. Interesting note, though. Hmm. There's no full-body Muppet, Muppets in this besides the two two ghosts. Past, present, and future. And I'm just like, yeah. where's Sweetums? Sweet- Sweetums should have been the ghost of Christmas future. Buddy! Buddy! <laughs> but. No Sweetums, loves. No Sweetums. So. That makes they, Anthony sad. <laughs> so they move on, and um, Christmas present is starting to get, like, gray. Like, he has vibrant red hair, but then he starts graying out because he's dying. He, yeah. Um, And they go to this and he takes him to this graveyard and he fades in sparkles <laughs> um, <laughs> by the time the clock strikes 12. Or the 12, so I'm sorry, the 12th bell chimes. Yeah. Um, And then we get introduced to um, Christmas Yet to Come. I don't like this puppet. I think it's very awkward. Um, I like it. Um, I don't know. Like, it, it's okay. It fits with the Muppets. It fits, but it ju- he just looks very awkward. Would you rather have been Gonzo like they originally wanted? Gonzo as Christmas Future? Yeah, they originally were going to have Gonzo as Christmas Future. That's now that's weird. <laughs> With his nose sticking out of the hood. <laughs> I think that would have been funny, but it definitely would have been very weird. It, w- it would have been a tone killer. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, and Christmas yet to come shows him shows Scrooge like this is what's gonna happen. Like nobody's gonna care about your death. They're just gonna. Like, be bitter and make fun of you and sell your shit. I really have nothing witty to say about this. I think how they handled it, this entire part of the story is perfect. Yeah, I mean, it's great. The only thing I don't like is the spider puppet, but just because it skeeves me out. (laughs) I think it's a great effect. It's a great puppet. Oh, no. I see what you mean. Yeah, he he just skeeves me out. But yeah, but at this part of the film, there's really no jokes. It's like, they play it straight. I would say they they set the tone very well, and they know like this is a very serious moment. Even but like, can, but for the Muppets, that 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 was a that's a bold move. They they yes. play it straight. Yes, exactly, bold move for the Muppets. And even Rizzo and Gonzo are like, "Uh, you're on your own. We'll be back yeah, later." Yeah, <laughs> like deuces, we're out. Yeah, because they get scared by uh, Christmas yet to yet to come. I mean, um. I, 
it, I what? I lost my train of thought. No, I got <laughs> it. How would how would you do that? Like you, you cut back to them doing shenanigans as we're, right, we're getting like, the announcement of Tiny Tim's death. It just right. doesn't work. So it made sense to you know get them out of the movie somehow. Exactly. It's like it wouldn't. It wouldn't fit, and it just it would put a bad taste in my mouth. I think. Oh, absolutely. Because like that's not what this is supposed to like. This is not a time for joking around. Like this is when. Yeah, this is this like, is to cement the point. Yes, exactly. So it just it wouldn't be right. Um. Oh, I skipped over where they went back to Bob Cratchit's house, and they they saw that Tiny Tim's chair is empty. Um, and then they yeah. go. And then they go to the cemetery, which is where Scrooge sees his own headstone. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And so, and that and that scene at Bob Crouch's is so sad. Oh, yeah. It is. Like, you see Piggy fucking weeping. I say she's absolutely weeping. Um, And you can see, like, Kermit trying to hold it together to be strong for his family. It's just very, very sad. And I, I and, think the Disney one did it a little better, where it's just them at Tiny Tim's gravestone, and Mickey just cries once and walks away. Oh yeah, that is that was really effective. It's just every iteration is is good in its own way, but every it's just it's sad. It's just very sad, and it, it it's, it's supposed to be. Yeah. Um, and and there's no like going around it, um. But anyway, so Scrooge is like, "Can I like, are these just shadows of things that will be, or things that may be only?" Um. And he's like, "I can change. Like, you wouldn't be showing me this if there wasn't still a chance for me." So, he's like, he makes his vows and promises. Like, I will change. I will be a better man. Just please don't. Like I'll change. Um, this one where he like gets out of his, this sequence is very tame in comparison to it's other underwhelming. Like it probably it if the music had more of a like the orchestration here isn't the best because just like it's very subdued. Like if it was a little more bombastic, like it, let's just say. Right. Like it's still good, but there it's you, still good, you, but it's very subdued. It's missing something, yeah. It's subdued, yeah. But like in Mickey Christmas Carol, there's a fiery fucking grave. That, that, that went straight over the top and fucking scarring as children. Yeah, I can't remember exactly what was in Jim Carrey's. Um, that one had some creepy imagery too. Yeah. Oh, I can't like I'm I'm gonna like go off um off topic for a second, but in the Jim Carrey one, when Christmas present is like dying and he shows like he pulls up his robe and it's like his two children are there or whatever it is. Fucking creepy. Oh yeah, that freaked her out when we saw that in theaters. Yeah, it freaked me out and when he died, huh, uh, like literally <laughs> Scarring, like I was cowering in my seat. Oh yeah, it was scarring. I was little when we saw that. Like I no, it was scary. <laughs> and I was like, cool. <laughs> anyway, so Scrooge wake. I I don't want to say wakes up, but he pretty much just falls back. He falls into back his into bed. his room, and it's Christmas morning. And he's like, he's like wandering around his house, like I don't know what to do. Like, I was light as a feather. Well, he's pretty much just grateful to be back. Grateful to be back, and just has an abundance of joy in him now. Yes, and it's very, it's very like clear. It comes through very well. Um, Kudos to Michael Caine. Um, (laughs) But the bunny's back. Oh, that fucking bunny. Bunny's back, and Scrooge goes out the window. He doesn't go out the window, I'm sorry. He, like, yells out the window to the bunny. He's like, what day is it? 
What do you, What do you mean? What day it is? It's Christmas Day. He's like, it's good Christmas lad. Day. I hadn't missed it. <laughs> You're a good lad. Um, and then sends sends the bunny to go get this giant prize turkey. <laughs> um, I don't know how this bunny carries it because he's so tiny, but <laughs> um. So he goes around town just buying things and being generous. Um, oh, yeah. And just being joyful and jolly. It's, it's great. And um, they're also they're singing a song during. No, no, they're, they're not singing a song. I swear, Michael Caine just hijacks the film. <laughs> and every performer in there just goes along with this and just goes along with this song. I don't even know if it was supposed to be in the film. Because Michael Caine can't sing, so why would they give him a song? <laughs> I can, just, imagine, what... I can yeah. just imagine um, Brian like in the director chair, and Frank isn't puppeteering at the moment, but Michael Caine starts well, singing. Frank wasn't he puppeteering tur- at that point in his Muppet career. He was just what? voicing. Frank Oz wasn't puppeteering at this point oh. in the Muppets. Oh, okay. Well, so... Brian is in the director's chair and he's like behind the camera and Frank is sitting next to him. He just turns to Frank when Michael starts singing. He's like, Frank, was this in the script? No, this isn't the script. I don't know what he's doing. Paul, Paul, what is he doing? I didn't write. Did you write this? I didn't write this. You didn't write this? What's going on? My- Michael, Michael, cut, cut. Just oh, God, he's got the extras. Oh no! They're they're getting all everybody else into it. Stop! Cut! Again, cut. playing like the Royal Shakespeare Company. Like it's just, it's great, honestly. But again, I like it's just weird seeing him singing to the people, the humans. It's just like I, it's weird seeing them included in the song. Like I buy the Muppets in it. I don't but, know. I mean, like the people are fine. I, I guess. I, I it might it's. It might just be me. Yeah, I mean, like, I didn't... Like, it didn't take me out of anything. But, um... He goes to Fred and Clara's... Clara's Fred's wife. And he gives them gifts. Well, he's just and, going around giving everyone's gifts. Yeah. But it's, it's really... Like, it's a one-note thing. Like, it's nothing... No. It's, um... But still, like, every time I see them, I'm like, that ungrateful bitch. <laughs> Again! The George C. Scott one does this better because yes. he, in the book, he doesn't go to Cratchit's house like he does in this and in the Disney one. And it irks me. He goes to his nephew's house to spend Christmas dinner with his family. The next day is when the Bob Cratchit stuff happens. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. And in the Scott one, like he, when he goes to see his nephew and his niece now, yeah, he, he just expresses how sorry he is and whatnot. And the scene, they just say they've made, he's made him very happy that he's finally accepted their invitation. And he's like, have I? And he says, God forgive me for the time I've wasted. And you just feel that. Right, like you can feel how grateful he is to finally oh, just be with his family. It works so good. I cannot speak more highly of the George C. Scott one. <laughs> so he goes to Bob Cratchit's with everything, but he has them hide away and he acts like the old Scrooge. And Miss Piggy's ready to fucking fight. She's ready to throw hands. And that's a fight I would love to have seen. This <laughs> Scrooge too. versus Miss Piggy. Let's go. I want to see it. Let me see the showdown. Uh, but anyway, he was like, I'm raising your salary. I'm paying the mortgage on your house. And Tiny Tim lives. No, you're missing the fact that the entire fucking town of London is oh having Christmas God. dinner at, the, at this poor family's house. Yeah. <laughs> like, Why is the entire town the door? There. People are lined up out the door. Why? It's such a weird ending. The entire fucking town of London's at the Cratchits for Christmas. It's like, why are you there? They can barely fit their own family. Why is the entire (laughs) town there? Oh my god. It's like Scrooge just hijacked all these people's Christmas and crashed the Cratchits. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh my god. Would you like to come for Christmas dinner? By the way, I hope you don't mind. I brought some friends. The entire town of London. I, <laughs> I don't even know. Oh my gosh. But that is the end of the movie. Um. So I guess we'll just roll into final thoughts. Would you like to start? I'll start. This movie okay. is a delight. I love A Christmas Carol. It's it's what I think of when I think of a Christmas story. It gets me in the Christmas mood. And like I said before, I watched this version. I watched the Disney Scrooge McDuck version. And I watched the George C. Scott one every year. Michael Caine does a great job in this. He's not. He's definitely not my favorite Scrooge. But he's good enough. He's he does good, and of course that scene where he's dancing is hilarious. It's a hilarious <laughs> meme amongst my me and my family at this point. La la la. La la la. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I'll turn it to myself. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I really don't have anything witty to say at this point. Yeah. I mean, this movie. I I love it. It's. It puts you in the Christmas mood. Every time I watch it, I just, I feel good. Like, it's just, I don't even know. I know I've been praising, like, every movie that we've watched. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just, I like these movies. Um, There will be one that I'm sure I won't like eventually. I mean, (laughs) if you can still make fun of them, that's fine. Oh, yeah. There, there are, it's. Basically, everything that we have made fun of is a bunch of just nitpicky things, really. Like With this one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there are some odd moments and some things I don't like about it. But that that's with every movie. There are going to be some things that you don't like about it. But I think overall, like, I love to watch this movie during Christmas. Um. And it's just a very feel-good movie, and I have a lot of great memories with it. So, yeah, that's my final thought. Uh, actually, I, before before we close out, I wanted to say this is all. This also is like the perfect Christmas movie, and um, they on Bucktooth Gremlins podcast, they actually were talking about like what the perfect Christmas movie is, and I think that. Like Christmas, a Christmas Carol in general is just a perfect Christmas story. Oh, I agree. But I also will say this: it, it just depends on what kind of Christmas movie you're feeling. Like, if you want, yeah, the feeling of being at home and having to deal with family and stuff like that, you watch Christmas Vacation. Exactly. I was just about to say, if you want like a comedy and like a family comedy, like during that time, then watch Christmas Vacation. And if you want something like traditional, you I would say go to the Rankin Bass stuff or how mm-hmm. the cartoon How the Grinch Stole Christmas or even the Jim Carrey one if you like it because I like it. Yeah, I mean, but I like it. If you just want too. something that just gives you the sense of Christmas, I, you, I go with the Christmas Carol. I would say it, it's, it's this and a Christmas Carol in general. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. And we're recording this. Christmas is in a few days. I hope you all have a Merry Christmas with your family and friends or happy holidays in general. And, and also, I just don't, I just want to, sorry to interrupt you. I just want no, to take okay. a minute and thank all the followers and people who download the podcast and have been supporting us. We Yes. And bearing with us as we clearly don't know what we're doing we're making it up on the fly and i I think we're getting we're navigating this as we go yeah and i think we're getting better each episode so from the bottom of our hearts we just want to say thank you happy holidays happy kwanzaa hanukkah merry christmas and whatever whatever you believe in (laughs) whatever you believe in it's a festivus to remember Exactly. Again, just not, uh, I don't think I could say much more than that, except for thank you so much for supporting us and well, bearing with us. We want to give them a little holiday treat and like what they did at the Bucktooth Growing, say what our plan, some spoiler plans that we, we have for this podcast. 
Um, we can. I mean, I don't. I haven't picked what my next movie is going to be, but well, we just you... have more. We have more movies. We plan. We do want to do some more of those mini episodes we did a couple weeks yeah. back, where we yeah. We want to. We want to do the mini this episode. Episode, We won't steal the format of the Bucktooth Gremlins. Sorry, guys. It was a. It was a spur of the moment type of episode. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> <laughs> the but, gremlins. Yes, go go listen to theirs as well. They're, we hope they're to get great. some of them on the podcast. Yes, we hope to get as them as well as some other guests. Yes, um, but we have we have more mini episodes that we want to give to you, and we we want to cover maybe some TV shows, maybe some, some TV old VHSs we used to watch. Also, we have content we're planning on. Yes, we have plans. Yes, we definitely have more things planned coming your way. Yes. So keep on the lookout for that. Yes. And once again, we want to wish from all of us from from the Shelf Podcast, happy holidays. You, Everyone stay safe. And thank you so much for listening. Bye, guys. Bye.